Yeah, all right. How's it going? <laughs> so today I'm joined by um, a special guest, my sister Bethna. Do you want to say hello? Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so what we are going to speak about today is um, something that nerdy Bethany is very familiar with, misogyny in sci-fi. So, quick disclaimer before we actually get into the episode, there will be mentions of sexual assault, rape, and violence against women. So... You watch a lot of sci-fi, don't you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, since we were kids, mum and dad always used to buy me all the Star Trek videos. Yeah, genre I'm very interested in. And at what point exactly did you have the revelation that all male sci-fi writers are misogynistic pieces of shit? <laughs> like, early teens? Yeah, it's pretty much shoved down your throat. And would you say that there's a specific film or tv show that kind of got you into thinking about the fact that women are often portrayed negatively in sci-fi i can't pinpoint one in particular but all of the like films and tv shows that i like in the genre are pretty much the same level with women now um before we properly get into actual examples you will hear a lot of I hate men and <sighs> men are stupid but I would just like to reiterate that men are stupid but that doesn't mean that I hate them all but male sci-fi writers are stupid and here's why right I'm going to kick it off with something that's considered to be a staple of the genre Blade Runner <laughs> we watched this for the first time together mm-hmm. a couple of years ago yeah, it was, a few be- years it was ago. before um, the sequel came out because I saw the trailer for it and uh, thought it looked pretty decent, but obviously we hadn't watched the first one yet. And Harrison Ford, you know. Yeah, I love Harrison Ford. Good old sci-fi set. Mm-hmm. What's not to like? Well, Everything. as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> upon watching it, not only was it the most boring, drawn-out plot ever, mm. but all of the women in it a shit not for their own reasons mm-hmm. but because men have written them to be that way so Blade Runner give me thoughts I mean like visually speaking it was so ahead of its time you know you watching it and it's, it's insane thinking like when it was filmed and stuff but God, why are women always prostitutes in the future? Like, there are always these big, like, cityscapes and these, like, holograms of near-naked or fully-naked women. Like, why is it always women? You never see any male prostitutes whatsoever. Quick note as well, um, of the women in the film two are replicants so AI for those of you who aren't nerdy pieces of shit 
robots, if you will. Mm-hmm. One of which are both of which were pleasure pleasure bots. Pleasure something. bots. Yeah. So essentially, do you see any men that are replicant pleasure bots? Well, of course not. We just get to witness a woman, a female replicant, being chased through the street, topless wearing a plastic <sighs> coat, <sighs> gets shot in the back and dies surrounded by mannequins. It's almost as if she was a slab of meat just there topless wrapped in plastic and (laughs) the second female replicant tries to kill Deckard by smothering him in her thighs which was not only very uncomfortable to watch Mm. just in general because I don't know how Harrison Ford acted out a scene where he had his face stuffed in a woman's (laughs) crotch (laughs) but also because it was this implication of well she's a pleasure bot the only way she'd know how to hurt a man is through sexual means Mm -hmm. yeah so there's my piece on that anything else on Blade Runner you'd like to touch upon? obviously one of the like key like themes is that with replicants you know are they human are they um are they real in any way you know what makes us us but like with the women it's just it's half-assed it's like they they can't reproduce so they're not real and it kind of also plays into the violence you see against the women like more specifically the replicants it's implied that it doesn't really matter because they're not real you know, it doesn't matter if he shoots the replicant in the back because she's not a real woman. You know, she's just flung to the side and that's it. <laughs> I also have to add that the main premise of the film is this weird romance mm. between Deckard and Rachel, isn't mm-hmm. it? And obviously mm. Rachel thinks she's human and Deckard says, she's like, nah, you're not me. Those mm. are also what else's memories. And it's like, could you not have like maybe broke it to her gently or whatever and then to top it all off he's like i want you grabs mm. her by the neck mm-hmm. forcefully kisses her and we're led to believe at this weird cut-off point that just screams sexual assault that mm. they had consensual sex not to mention that if you actually watch the sequel there's not really much mention of her as this romantic partner it's just well you know we fucked. <laughs> yeah, that like her entire purpose was that she gave him a child, that she was able to give him a child. Yeah, just the entire premise seems weird to me because it was meant to be presented as a romance, but it essentially came across as I'm telling you, you're not real, mm-hmm. and then because I want you, I'm gonna have you. It was it was really uncomfortable to watch. I mean. Like, you compare it to, say, like, Harrison Ford in um, Star Wars, so Han Solo and Leia, in one of their scenes together, the first time they kiss, I think. You know, there's this reluctance, but it's it's clearly, you know, it's Mm. uh, enemies to lovers kind of, like, scenario. That's not uncomfortable to watch, because you believe that both of them, like, share feelings for one another. She's, like, playing the piano, wasn't she? Rachel, she was doing yeah. something like playing the piano and then he just fucking <laughs> throttles <laughs> It's just... You, you know, I think um, there's this weird thing with sci-fi and media in general mm. where men asserting the dominance in a really creepy way mm-hmm. is seen as an attractive trait and it's just not. So moving on from that, mm-hmm. 
Another one that we've watched fairly recently due to its second season is Altered Carbon. Mm. Now, I haven't read the books because I've not got years of my life to waste to shitty writing. And here's why. (laughs) Why don't you tell me some of what you read, Bethna? Alright, so I read the books after watching the TV show. uh, So I might be biased, but I prefer the show. The book pretty much consists of Takeshi Kovac, the main character, trying to figure out who's murdered uh, this rich uh, man called Bancroft, uh, who was murdered and comes back. Quick context then for all of the people who have no fucking idea what we're talking (laughs) about. In this universe, your consciousness is placed into a little thing called a stack Mm -hmm. that is in the back of your neck, so that holds your memories and essentially is considered the essence of a person and can be put into a different body called a sleeve. There you go. (laughs) And um, the rich people are obviously all pieces of shit Mm -hmm. who are hundreds of years old because they can afford to have however many sleeves Mm -hmm. of themselves, whereas poor people end up getting like shit sleeves if they need to re-sleeve and I hope that didn't go over anyone's head point being you can jam your USB that sounds very phallic (laughs) (laughs) you can put your consciousness into another body but there you go there's the yeah well said so Kovac is uh, trying to figure out who murdered Bancroft and in the midst of that there's all these dead prostitutes and stuff but like the book pretty much consists of Kovac wandering around staring at women's breasts having sex with them like, <laughs> and the infamous male written like his cock twitch yeah it's just like you're reading it and it just he, what a dog <laughs> well, the whole point is that Kovac is supposed to be this like badass soldier but he just comes off as like a 15 year old boy who's discovered women for the first time It's it's uncomfortable there's uncomfortable sex scenes before we get into a specific section of the book that had me recoiling in horror in terms of the tv show the female representation is actually better Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good Mm. in the do you see see any male sex workers in this show not that not to my recollection Do you see female sex workers being brutalised and Mm. brutally murdered? Yes. Mm -hmm. Are women taken advantage of and discarded and permanently killed? Mm -hmm. And also are women either one of two things, the slutty, slutty woman Mm -hmm. or the poor prostitute who dies? I think there's like one character who maybe lies out of that or two. Mm-hmm. That being his sister and yeah. his lover. Mm-hmm. And the issue being <laughs> it's bad enough that most of the females in the show are sex workers, but they're not just sex workers. They've all been brutalised, they've all been sexually assaulted, they've all been taken advantage of in some way, mm-hmm. which is just very typical. But so everyone else can share in my horror. Mm. Why don't you tell them about a specific scene in the book? Right, so in one episode of the TV show, Kovac is taken prisoner and tortured by a group of men. 
he's tortured in virtual reality so they can you know change it however they like uh, make him see anything torture him endlessly and then repeat it over and over this was completely different in the book in the book he wakes up in vr and he's in a female's body and not just not just a female's body one who is menstruating uh in the book he the writer specifically says that women have a higher pain tolerance than men except for when they're menstruating then they're particularly sensitive to pain which is why they put Kovach into a woman's body to torture him. Now, it's bad enough, all of that, I'm not even going to go into. The part of the torture scene is... Um, graphic warning. Yeah, very graphic. So they start off tearing his nails and so on, or her nails, and then they torture her with a heated iron inserted into her vagina. Yes, you did hear that right. While she's menstruating, because apparently... <laughs> Women have better pain tolerances than men, unless mm-hmm. they're menstruating. Mm. Like, and the best part being, when when the book describes him waking up in this female body, it's kind of elaborated on that. He's like, "Wow, my boobs are dead heavy, so I'm menstruating. Mm-hmm. My hair's greasy, so I must be menstruating." And I was like, "Hold up, yeah." Where's this man getting his information from? You don't just menstruate and wake up with greasy hair. But then he further <laughs> elaborates that, like, the body itself is kind of dirty, you yeah. know, clearly hasn't been washed, washed yeah. in a while. And I'm like, you didn't think maybe that was the reason for greasy hair as opposed to menstruation? <laughs> yeah, it was... That That was strange. I mean, I just didn't understand it when reading it. So I was like, well... You can inflict the same kind of pain onto a man. Why is it in a woman's body? And when he tries to fight back in this body, um, he specifically says he has to fight against the kind of conditioned helplessness. Because it's obviously, psychology for you there. It's like uh, the learned helplessness study with the dogs. Are you really saying women are innately wired? Mm-hmm. to kind of revert to helplessness to second the subject to violence because that's even worse cause mm. considering what he's written it's essentially saying well you know helpless and uh, men just can't help themselves either apparently <laughs> it's uh, fucked yeah up. yeah completely um, the female showrunner like avoided this entirely she said it was uh quite problematic and you obviously you won't be able to reflect any of like Kovacs inner thoughts into this scene it just looked like some kind of torch fest against women yeah well they wouldn't want that yeah. would they but the worst part as well once the the in the midst of torturing him he manages to escape VR and wakes up in his male body and then inflicts vengeance upon all of them you know because obviously a man you know, a man has to be the one to, you know, take revenge. It couldn't have been the woman. There's another point is that I can't instantly think of an example for sci-fi for this, but with female characters, rape, sexual assault and that type of thing are all used as a plot point for women. So if women have to undergo struggle, it naturally follows that this struggle mm-hmm. is rape. Mm-hmm. And not only is it either glossed over or basically all the character is, Mm. if that is the case, it's usually the man that saves them from themselves. 
mm-hmm. and that annoys me as well is the the argument f- in favor of this portrayal in sci-fi is often well it happens in the real world and this makes me laugh because it's men that say it and most women growing up are told explicitly about the likelihood of them being attacked mm-hmm. at some point in life i don't need you to tell me it'll happen yeah. i don't need you to tell me it's likely and also it's not really a real world portrayal if you're eroticizing it which is often done mm-hmm. these prolonged sexual assault scenes sexual violence that's portrayed erotically for male audiences mm-hmm. and people can argue otherwise but specifically with altered carbon the whole point is that these rich men get to inflict excessive violence in a sexual nature on these women before permanently killing them mm-hmm. because they know it's wrong but of course they can't help themselves yeah because at one point uh kovach finds himself in this uh exclusive kind of hotel where uh rich men can go in and they can pick whatever woman they want whatever age and whatever sleeve and you see in in one of the rooms there's all of these torture tools they rip them to shreds they rape them and the the females there are told that if they um they work there they can then be re-sleeved into a better body and you know go on the merry way little do they know they actually die permanently yeah you know just the way it is in life i'm afraid (laughs) women are disposable now, I remember watching bits and pieces of Firefly, but honestly, it's like a repressed memory. And Firefly's uh, a show that people live and die by mm. due to cancellation, really, mm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. But obviously, that uh, was hardly much better than some of the ones we've already discussed. Yeah, see, I love Firefly. Big fan. That's not to say it doesn't come with its own problems. Uh one of the female characters in it, Inara, is a companion, which is the equivalent of an escort. Throughout the the season, it's you see the development of her and Mal, the captain, Maleweed, um, their relationship. And it's clear that they both have feelings for one another, but they're both reluctant about it. But throughout the season, Mal insults her for, you know, her work. Like... He basically calls her a whore all the time, despite the fact that they've actually benefited from her work. You mentioned something in particular that would have happened had the show not been cancelled that Joss Whedon Mm -hmm. came up with, because Joss Whedon is a piece (sighs) of shit. Mm, Yeah, see, again, so I'm a big fan of the show, so when I read this, I was utterly horrified so he reveals that one of the um plot points was going to be that uh mal finds inara on her ship after it'd been attacked by a group of reavers so for those of you who don't watch the show uh they're cannibals um so these cannibals would have boarded her ship and then proceeded to gang rape her they would have died a terrible death because she injected herself with some kind of magical serum that would have killed all of them after they brutalized her so then mal finds her and treats her like a lady the way he should you know it's basically she would have been raped repeatedly just so mal comes to some kind of 
revelation about her. It's absolutely disgusting. And like one of the writers said, oh yeah, you know, these dark plot lines as though that's something to be admired. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the same guy, obviously off topic because it's not necessarily sci-fi who, when he did the Avengers Age of Ultron mm. films, thought it was acceptable to have Black Widow refer to herself as a monster for being able, unable to reproduce. Mm. And it's just weird to me because it is the case that these female characters, whether human or artificial and you know, intelligence, mm. robots, whatever the fuck you want to call them, are viewed as having a purpose for one or two things, mm. pleasure or reproduction. And even with those two things still aren't necessarily seen as valid outside of it. Okay. And it's just bizarre, really. Now, Battlestar Galactica is obviously held up as pinnacle, you know, mm. of good sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And I myself was very reluctant <laughs> to be dragged into watching it. Mm-hmm. And upon being told that a female character called Starbuck was actually originally written as a male character, a lot of it started to make sense yeah. to me. Yeah, you just... Starbuck is held up as, like, one of the kind of top representations of, you know, strong female characters in sci-fi. But she's literally a man. Like, she she's one of the biggest kind of stereotypical figures you know she's a lone wolf she's got all of these masculine traits she's one of the boys you know that's the john wayne of space like yeah. to summarize really the main point with battlestar galactica is that the women they all tend to be treated very poorly but specifically the cylons so again, for anyone who's not a total fucking nerd, it's just artificial women mm-hmm. are preyed upon. You know, when they are caught in certain situations, they're tortured and attacked mm-hmm. with sexual motive, with the justification that it's essentially a form of torture and that, you know, they're not real, they don't feel the same pain. Mm-hmm. And almost all of the female characters are cheated on in some way mm-hmm. or attacked belittled other than Roslyn mm. but even in the end she succumbs to to her illness which isn't a bad thing yeah. it's just the point being if you were to sit there and try and come up with a female in the show who hadn't suffered some form of violence at the hand of a man or hypersexualization, you wouldn't really be able to yeah pretty much like they they all die or they undergo some kind of like heavy torture or pain now that was like a crash course really but the point is is that's what i've reiterated several times is that women in sci-fi particularly when they are artificial when they're robots are viewed as not real women yeah disposable so it's justifiable to treat them this way even though in most of these shows other women are also treated equally horribly mm-hmm. now you didn't think we'd talk about misogyny in <laughs> sci-fi without talking about star wars ah. do you now who doesn't stand princess leia mm-hmm. iconic role carrie mm-hmm. fish is fantastic and you can't not love her however yeah i mean 
please name another female character in the original trilogy standout role? Anyone? Yeah, that's probably because there aren't any. <laughs> like... but, but there was like that, you know, that one. No, mm. shut up, Brian. Yeah. No I mean... one's fucking listening to that bollocks. All the male characters, all the variety that mm. you get. You know, all the archetypes you get. No one's saying the like really well-written, complex mm. characters. Because obviously, Harrison Ford played himself. Mm-hmm. Right? Luke Skywalker <sighs> is the wet wipe on legs mm-hmm. who suddenly becomes a badass overnight. And yet, when Rey, mm. in the most recent Star Wars film, does the same thing, it's suddenly not realistic. Like, yeah. Luke Skywalker was a hack. Like, he, he went from useless farm boy to padawan to master in like a film and a bit like it was mental and yet all the male fanboys when uh force awakens came out like oh no ray she's a mary sue like what the fuck's going on like how is she able to use a a lightsaber um since disrespect as well was even if we're discounting the problems that arose due to different directors, that being, she's no one, she's mm. someone, she's no one, mm. a Palpatine. I cannot tell you how hard I laughed when Palpatine <laughs> came out with all those prongs in his uh, back. I was I, like, this bitch. We, we literally couldn't find a good thing to say. But um, the, the biggest disgrace to me was that Kylo Ren oh. and Rey became a thing like fuck Finn who was marketed in all of the posters Mm -hmm. with his lightsaber and being force sensitive no we'll have the abusive piece of shit who Mm. tried to essentially unearth all of the deepest darkest thoughts mind rape like it's just I don't understand how that was seen as a good relationship yeah he murdered his own father who at that point became uh, Ray's mentor you know, the closest to a father figure she's probably ever had. <laughs> it was just such a problematic relationship. And then to end that trilogy with, you know, the culmination of their, like, romance, it was just painful to watch. It's fucking ridiculous as well because Leia was literally a general mm. and yet all she does is suffer. You yeah. know, by the time Force Awakens comes around she's estranged from Han Solo mm-hmm. she's had a child who's fucked off over to the dark side that her brother mm. tried to murder in his sleep <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to get yeah. into Luke going fucking psychotic and then turning into a force ghost that can now apparently throw things but then Leia has to experience the death of her partner lover, whatever the fuck you want to call him Mm-hmm. and also accept the fact that the sons may have voted to the dark side he might be redeemed and then she just like dies in bed yeah but it's it's so similar to Padme in the prequels so when she's first introduced you find out that she became queen when she was like 14 or something you know she's a skilled politician you know she's got all this strong will and you know for all intents and purposes she's a pretty badass character and then she meets Anakin she falls in love and then she becomes utterly useless like in the third one she's just portrayed as hysterical and stupid like she doesn't realize 
that her own husband has gone over to the dark side. You know, it's bad enough of that. She then dies in childbirth because she just gives up on life. Like, (laughs) what's going on? Execute Order 66. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, it's funny to me because, I mean, Revenge of the Sith was... A crock of shit, really, anyway. Mm. Ewan McGregor carried that mm-hmm. that trilogy personally, but the point was, yes, it was an irrational relationship regardless. Anakin was obviously, like, an incel. Yeah, it's just unstable. But his entire descent into madness was triggered by his mother being... Well, his mother was a slave. She was then sold to someone else, who then... Freed her. Freed her from slavery. And then she was. Her snatched Mm -hmm. and kidnapped and raped Mm -hmm. not even getting into all of the rather racist portrayals in star wars because that's just a whole whole other thing entirely Mm -hmm. and he finds her she obviously dies and that is the origin of him basically starting to descend into the dark side why is his dissension triggered by that type of violence mm. obviously people's argument would be it's his attachment to family yeah, but it's the women specifically it's his mother dies he then goes on a murdering rampage he gets with padme and then he's having all of these dreams where she's dying in childbirth and then that like pushes him to make stupid decisions like it's always tied to the female characters in some way and of course you know jabba the hawk dressing women in bikinis for his own sexual pleasure Mm. yeah you you don't get any like female jedis of note you get like maybe one or two you see in the background there was the alien one what they called like twilix or something twilix i don't know but you see like one of them when they're all being murdered from Order 66, um, like, flail around uselessly and then die. Like, that's it. Yes. Yeah, so what we're trying to say is fuck Star Wars and fuck anyone <laughs> who had anything to do with it. No. Mm. It's it's just so hilarious that, you know, the second they brought in a, a female lead, it was like, well, that's not realistic. Yeah. I mean, right. we, we Luke didn't even... Skywalker. Let's just... Yeah. Let's just not. Let's finish off on actual decent portrayal we're going to talk about the expanse yay so in terms of female portrayal not only do we get a lovely diverse cast Mm -hmm. but the females aren't just slotted into ridiculous archetypes what what were they thinking when they did this oh it's just mental absolutely mental like a world where women actually have you know development they have feelings they actually have good plot that does not revolve around them being demeaned assaulted or raped mental the main male character james holden mm-hmm. is an absolute crybaby which i love because mm-hmm. men cry that's yeah. fine i'd love to see more of it mm-hmm. on top of the fact that you know our favorite character it's a bit of a sweeping generalisation because obviously there's a few. Amos is a bisexual king. I love Amos, yeah. Who obviously, you know, there's probably going to be more about him in the next season regarding his background. Mm-hmm. Specifically regarding, you know, a history around sex workers. Mm-hmm. 
you do see in the show, obviously, that he approaches a male sex worker. Mm, mm. And when this male sex worker touches his hand or his arm and makes a vague kind of pass at him, Amos doesn't smack his hand off and tell him to fuck off. He acts quite calm and collected about the entire thing, doesn't seem offended or affronted. On top of the fact that in terms of sex work, it's kind of mentioned briefly once. Yeah, that's it. Like, you don't... You don't have these huge billboards of half-naked women. You don't... There's none of it, really. And, of course, you know, most of the women in it are certified badasses. Yeah, there are different ages as well. That's what I like. It's not just, like, young women. It's very varied. And also, they're not all white. Yeah, exactly. It's so diverse. But not, you know, it doesn't seem like they just kind of made a token effort. They put a lot of effort into all of them oh there's um a couple alluded to on the show that's just it's just kind of there it's not this huge thing that uh, a lesbian couple mm-hmm. um a white woman and a black woman who have a child together mm-hmm. and it's just there it's not yeah. oh here's this huge plot point yeah which would be lost on me because i'm like you're seriously telling me we're all living up in fucking space and people still get impressed over lesbians like yeah. get out yeah it wasn't like a plot point you know it's not she's suffering in some way because she loves a woman you know it's just kind of integrated into it really well sexual violence to be seen no and i mean it's just interesting to me that it is so apparent when you actually stumble across a tv show that isn't weighed down with 50 odd rape scenes or women being degraded in every way Mm mm-hmm all of these female characters actually have substance as separate entities from the male ones, mm, which yeah. is obviously <laughs> rare. In case you didn't know as well, the other <laughs> stuff we've been saying, it's fucking rare. Now, another kind of non-conventional example to link on to that is the TV show The 100, mm-hmm. or The 100 as I always read it in my head, <laughs> Yeah, which is kind of a complete flip on all of that. Yeah. And it's the reason that I waited until towards the end of the episode to bring it up because, in my mind, the fact that people complain about it because there's too much female representation mm. and men are overlooked is, is kind of like, oh, well. Yeah, how the How tables. the turns table. <sighs> and it's quite hilarious how, oh, it's rather matriarchal TV show mm-hmm. and all of the female characters are all unique and strong and the men usually die mm. horrific deaths and are used as plot points for That's female so development. Yeah. I feel like we've seen that somewhere. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny as well. Like, I remember reading reviews whenever we've watched, you know, specific seasons and so many male commenters like saying oh my god so you've got this scrawny females managed to you know fight and kill a man that's like three times the size it's just so not realistic they say i mean come tom on. cruise does action films and he's about four foot fucking five telling me something's not realistic like what a fucking joke luke skywalker is a prime example of mary sue but no one <laughs> ever speaks about that mm-hmm right and if we go into things like not even sci-fi just general action films or superhero films where men accelerate their progression Mm -hmm. to an ungodly speed no one has a fucking thing to say about it but when a woman has the plot point of being the chosen one so Mm. to speak 
it's like wow this is like so mary sue yeah. i'm like wow is it because you don't see women being smacked about yeah they just have to tear everything apart like can we not just enjoy it the way we have to when men are doing it obviously not there's nothing to enjoy if women are not subject to violence and ridicule uh yeah but that's just realistic that's how it is in the world so that's how it should be you know hundreds of years in the future yeah cars can fly we can change bodies but misogyny is eternal <laughs> and if those aren't just the words for the future you can quote me on that mm. if people are listening to this <laughs> 20 years from now mm-hmm. let me know if I'm still on social media, say is misogyny still eternal? And I can guarantee it is. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact. Now, we could have sat here and spoken about Game of Thrones. Mm. Could have sat here and talked about even shit soapy shows like Gossip Girl, mm. where attempted rape is just seen as a funny little advance and an excuse oh, yeah, for men to fight. Mm-hmm. Stop hurting women, please. Yeah, we don't need to see it. Stop telling me that it's real world representation because if it was, it wouldn't just be women mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be this weird erotic fantasy of, wow, look how that woman got smacked around the room. <laughs> That's male strength for you. Mm. Like, I Men are shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I hope you enjoyed the first episode that's gone over like 21 minutes. And to be honest, I feel like if you've never watched sci-fi, you'll just be absolutely bamboozled as to what the hell half what we were going on about was. But to summarise, women who are uh, robots, AIs, replicants, Cylons, that's all the same thing, Mm. are perfectly acceptable to be subject to violence because they're not real women and their purpose is pleasure or reproduction. But even if you are a real woman, you're probably a prostitute, so you'll probably be attacked as well. You're just too cynical, Bethna. <laughs> and the rain is picking up in Salford. Wow. Also would not recommend Blade Runner. No. Look, set design fantastic, film bollocks. Mm-hmm. And that's it for Grace's recommendations. <laughs> if you want good sci-fi, watch The Expanse. Mm, definitely. And read the book. And if any of the sci-fi authors are on Twitter... Ask them why it's acceptable that they're such pieces of shit. And let me know how it goes. I'm excited to know. So, uh, have a good one. See you. See ya. Fuck off.